It's going to make a hell of a difference to the AFL competition, I think, when Tasmania gets a team of its own. It's been a long time coming. Alistair Nicholson is a passionate Apple Islander. He, he's, he's been here, there and everywhere. But Tassie's where it all started for his sports broadcasting journey. And he, along with many others, has been a key advocate for a Tasmanian team of their own. He joins us now after last week's exciting announcement from the AFL executive, Gillian McLaughlin. Uh, good morning to you, Al. G'day, Jacob. Nice to speak to you. Uh, really exciting news last week. It were, I guess we wanted a little bit more, didn't we? We wanted some more certainty, but in principle, a Tasmanian team coming uh, in the years to come. We just need to know now when and, and I guess a little bit more details about this new stadium. Yeah, absolutely. It was it was great news. It, it sort of didn't feel like you needed to you know start cracking bottles of champagne just yet necessarily, but it, it did feel like another step forward and we've sort of taken a lot of little steps on this journey in, in recent times and, and it does seem to me that it's certainly going to happen. It would be extremely difficult to, to wind things back from where they've got to. So no formal announcement of the actual licence just yet, but you can see that the, the planks have been put in place and the AFL and the Tassie government are now working together to try and secure the funding for the last piece, which is the stadium. Is that the, the thing that is holding it back, just the, the, the final agreement on the stadium? Yeah, that's it, Wayne. They essentially they just need to get some additional funding, and it's a, I guess it's a difficult case to prosecute in lots of ways that a government is going to spend three hundred and seventy-five million dollars on a stadium when there are difficulties with housing and um, homelessness and all of that kind of stuff, and then they need to secure some state, uh, some federal government funding for the stadium as well, or some corporate backing, um, private investment to to fund the other part of the stadium, they're estimating it could cost around $700 million. And in the current landscape, the the financial climate around the country, it's a difficult thing to do. So they're making sure that they get absolutely every duck in a row. The AFL are masters at negotiating with government. One little uh, tricky element to it all is that the state uh, Labor Party in Tasmania is opposed to the stadium, and we've got a, a Labor federal government. So... Anthony Albanese would need to allocate funds um, to the stadium when that's not supported by his uh, his state Labor Party. So it's interesting. I still think it'll get done, but it's a, a bit of a delicate negotiation at the moment, and that's why we've got this maybe dragging out a little longer than people might have liked. Oh, you, you broadcast the NBL and uh, this season of NBL, NBL 23. We've seen the success of the Jack Jumpers in their very early uh, years in the competition, this being their second season. Do you think that that's played a part in the push for an AFL team, the success of the Jack Jumpers and the passion that Tasmanians have shown for a team of their own? I think it's definitely highlighted that Tasmanians will get behind a team that's uniquely theirs. And we saw as much as some of the behaviour probably wasn't what it needed to be in Launceston the other night. There is a, a passion for a Tasmanian team in all parts of the state. So the Jack Jumpers sell out in Hobart, they sell out in, in Launceston. And what it has done is shown the AFL that there's a massive appetite for, for Tasmanians to have things that are uniquely theirs. They want to be involved in national sporting competitions. They want to connect with Tasmanian teams and, and they want to see them doing well. So... I think the discussion around the AFL team's been bubbling along for a while, but, but the AFL, I think, has certainly taken notice of how successful that, that junk, Jack Jumper side has been. And there's also, in Tasmania, I'm sure you're aware, that there are less players being drafted in recent years. We used to have so many players drafted out of Tasmania, some of the greats of the game. And, and now kids are going, they genuinely are going to school with basketballs and, and basketball singlets on. So... I think we've reached a point where the AFL can legitimately see that they're starting to lose Tasmania.
Now, the stadium itself, we're talking about it's going to be for AFL, but surely there's other ways that they've got to try and promote this to get the stadium for other sports and, and concerts. Is, is that sort of part of the push as well? Yeah, that's absolutely part of the push, Wayne, because if you, the plan is to still play some matches in Launceston, which they're, going to, they're upgrading Utah's stadium as well. So I think it would likely be a seven and four split. So that's a seven games for a $700 million stadium. Oh. It doesn't really make economic sense. So there are all sorts of other things that they're going to have there. And they're going to turn it into a cultural precinct. Tassie's really big in the art scene these days. So they want a, a cultural precinct, um, a reconciliation park, all sorts of additional things, perhaps a hotel down on the waterfront to complement the stadium as well. So it's it's much broader than just a football stadium. And being on the edge of the city, it's got the capacity to really transform Hobart. Hobart, I think, in the last sort of decade or so has really started to flourish. And this is just another piece of that. Um, I understand that the objection of some people to the allocation of those sorts of funds to a football stadium, but when you throw in all the other pieces and consider it really as a generational thing rather than a look at it through a short-term view, yep. I actually think it'll be really good for Hobart. Alistair Nicholson is with us, sports broadcaster and Tasmanian AFL team advocate on Sports Breakfast this morning. Uh, it all started for you in Tasmania, the sports broadcasting journey and, and dream. Uh, for you and maybe someone like Tim Lane, who's an established uh, voice in Australian sports broadcasting, do you feel a certain sense of responsibility having a voice in sport to push this, this opportunity for Tasmania to have an AFL team? I mean, it's, it's a tricky one, Jacob, because as a broadcaster, I think it, it's best if, you, if you're not too um, out there with your opinion giving and your views. I mean, when you're in a, a commentary box, you walk, walk, you're working alongside a Wayne Clark who he's there to offer the opinion on things. You're there to describe the play. So I've been always very careful about opinion giving. But this means so much to me. It's the one issue I'm really prepared to nail my colours to the mask on because it just seems to me such a, a wrong that needs to be righted that Tasmania, a, a state that was there from the very start, helped form the game in this country, does not have any representation in the national competition, even though there is a massive desire and a huge financial commitment put forward for, for Tassie to be in the competition. This has been going on since I was a kid. Um, 1990, the state of origin victory over Victoria and all the talk then about Tassie having a team in the the AFL even goes back further than that. And it's always been this little dream that, that we've had down there that we would get our own team. And finally, it, it seems like we are literally within touching distance of that happening. So I, I feel strongly that I would be disappointed in myself if I didn't um, try and promote the Tasmanian cause on, on this front because people need to speak up. And, and I think that the AFL is acknowledging here that there is a missing piece in the footy landscape and Tasmania has such a rich history in the game and now a very strong business case to go with that for an AFL team. And essentially, it's the right thing to do. Do you feel like there's been some pushback from some of the other AFL clubs and other points of the compass in Australia with this team? Or do you think it's been universally positive? I think generally it's been universally positive amongst football fans and people who look at the game as... As a game, I think those that have more of a, a business-minded approach to football perhaps have been a little negative, and most of the negativity has stemmed from a small number of clubs who I think are, are more focused on the what do we stand to lose rather than what does the game stand to gain from the introduction of Tasmania. So it's the AFL's had to sort of walk a careful line with these some of these AFL clubs around the implications of setting up the Tasmanian team, the cost 
involved, all of that sort of stuff. But I don't think any of these negative opinions have stemmed from anywhere other than self-interest. If you're looking at the game, and the AFL is the keeper of the code, let's be honest, the AFL has become so big that it does steer the direction of the game more broadly than just the AFL at the top level. They are the keeper of the code and they have an obligation to every part of, of the game and every that's right through grassroots and that's every every part of the country that's had such a key role in, in building the game. So, yeah, there might have been a little bit of negativity, but I think the AFL has been able to turn that around and um, even the likes of Tony Cochran are now supportive and, and he was the most vocal opponent initially. I mean, it's 2022, um, even if they sort of ticked it off pretty quickly, well, what sort of time scale are we looking at? 2027 has been the year that they were sort of talking about, Wayne. I could see that potentially becoming 2028, but it's a sort of a five- or six-year build for this team, um, and they want to set it up the right way. So they want to ensure that unlike Gold Coast and unlike GWS, when Tasmania comes into the competition, they're competitive and they're set up the right way. And and they've learned from some of the mistakes, I think, with those expansion clubs in those non-traditional football markets in, in how you build a team, for example. Tassie would get draft concessions like GWS and Gold Coast did when they came into the competition, but there would be some caveats around them in that they would have to trade those picks to teams for existing players. And that would also mean that teams that were rebuilding or were down the bottom of the ladder wouldn't be suffering as a result of the entry of those new te- that new team um, and still get access to some good young talent coming through. So... Yeah, I think they'll they'll do it in a different way. Uh, they'll set it up differently to how they've done it with those other two teams. And we all remember Gold Coast and GWS getting hammered in their first couple of seasons in the competition. The AFL doesn't want a repeat of that, and, and I think Tassie will be more competitive from the start. Alan, in closing, you've had a pretty busy spring. WBBL, AFLW, NBL, you, you're keeping across it all and enjoying it as much as you can with that busy schedule? <laughs> No, absolutely, Jacob. It's been great fun, and the Big Bash is just around the corner as well, so hopefully that's a, a great tournament this year. The WBBL's in its final stages now, so we've reached the, the finals, and the NBL's a lot of fun. Um, good to see the Wildcats are starting to turn things around as well. It must be a bit strange being in WA and, and the Wildcats not necessarily being the force that they once were, but it looks like they're starting to, to get things going again. So, no, having lots of fun, mate. There's, there's no shortage of, of great sport on, and, and the beauty of um, now the prevalence of so much women's sport as well. Like, there's never a, a shortage of things to do. So, yeah, lots of fun, really enjoying it. And hopefully an AFL team to broadcast in the coming years as well uh, in the uh, the Apple Isle. Uh, Alistair, we really appreciate your time this morning and, and hope that uh, we have further news on a Tasmanian AFL team in the, the coming months. Thanks for your time again. Good on you, Jacob. Thanks, Wayne. Cheers, Cheers guys. Alistair Nicholson joining us, our sports broadcaster, and he's been uh, very, very strong in his support as an Apple Islander for a Tasmanian AFL team of their own. A voice you hear quite regularly across different channels these days. He worked for the ABC for a long time, but these days you hear him on Sevens coverage uh, of sport, and he's also an NBL commentator uh, this season for NBL 23.